bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He didn't stop there. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Watch this. And forget not all of his benefits. I'm sorry. I'll I, I read the rest. Watch this. Watch this. Who pardons all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeem glory. Your life from the pit. Who crowns you with loving kindness. I like the King James right here. And tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Give us ears to hear today. Let's get into the word of the Lord. Clap your hands. Let's get into the word. Are you prepared for the word today? Y'all prepared for the word? Somebody just say, do it with prayer. Now, I don't know about you, but it is easy for us to get weary in well-doing. Stop, um, stop trying to be a giant. Tell the truth. Amen. Some of us got weary and well-doing. You ever been there? But as I was preparing today, media team sent me a message yesterday. Bishop, we still don't do it with prayer? Yep. And I was preparing my heart for this message and God says something to me as I was going through my notes and my scriptures that I want to start off with today. I put it on the screen because maybe all of y'all had it but something sunk in when I wrote this down last night. I went too far. Prayer is not only a time to communicate with God, but it is also a time to fellowship with God. Let me just leave that for a second. Somebody's going to catch it. Prayer, see, see, we're at just the base level of our understanding when we think that prayer is just about God. I got some things I want to say. But God says, hold on, I'm trying to take y'all higher. That's why he won't let us off this. He says, prayer is not just when you communicate with me. It's not just when you ask me questions and seek me for answers. But prayer, people of God, is also a time where we fellowship with God. If anybody's ever been in love in this place, it's something about just spending time 
with the person you love. You ain't really got to have no agenda. Y'all not in here. You ain't really got to have no agenda. You just spending time with each other. Hmm? Huh? Just, that's all. We, we ain't got nothing that we plan to do. We just glad that whatever we about to do is me and you together. And see, something happens when you mature to the place where you're not going to God with your to-do list. Something happens, people of God, where you mature to the place where it's not like, Lord, I have five things I would like to share with you. One, two, no, 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 no. Something happens when you show up and you say, good morning, Lord. I just, I just aim to spend a little time with you today. You know, I ain't got a whole lot I need to say because you done been so good. I just can't uh, tell it all. So, God, I just wanted to spend time in your presence. So I was just wondering, could you meet me in the prayer room this morning? I see something happens, y'all, when it's no longer transactional with God. Something happens where it's not about, God, I do this, then you do that. God, I just showed up to feel you today. He says, I, I need y'all to get beyond the place where y'all just praying to get something from me. He says, I, I need you to get to a place where you just want a fellowship. Lord, I just came to spend a little time with you. Uh, how's your day? Anything I can do for you today, Lord? I came offering some worship. Y'all not in here. I came offering some worship. Y'all act like y'all ain't never had guests. Well, at least you do. See, I wish y'all understood Southern hospitality. See, you go into somebody's house in the South and they don't care who you are. They go, you want a little something to eat? Uh, you need a little something to drink, a little, little lemonade. Come on now. And God wants to know, when you come into his presence, will you be hospitable with your worship? But I just showed up today. I just want to know, could I sing a little song to you this morning? Could I spend a little time telling you how great you are? Could I spend a little time telling you how lovely you are? And see, here's what I'm figuring out. Some of us ain't at that level yet. Because we want what we want from God so bad that we're trying to hurry up and have a drive through Jesus. But And I said, I said, okay, God, I got it. I got it. So prayer is not only the time I communicate, but it's the time you fellowship. And then all of a sudden, he brought back a verse that I've a million times to y'all. I'll put it on the screen. Watch this. Watch this. You will make known to me the path of life. Oh, boy. In glory. Your presence. Y'all still ain't here. Is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forever. In your presence, in your... So you mean to tell me that I can meet God in prayer. And when I meet God in prayer, I get the fullness of joy. He said, right. You mean to tell me that if I move prayer from transaction to relationship, all of a sudden what starts happening is I'm coming into a place where I'm in fellowship with your presence. See, we, we talk about during worship, oh, the presence of God is here. Normally, that means we goosebumpy. That means we don't look down at somebody crying, but the presence of God is the fullness of joy. 
See, when God's presence shows up, everything wrong with you melts away. When God's presence, I'm talking about his real presence. I ain't talking about that, that charismatic goosebumpy presence. I'm talking about the presence of God where the enemy can't stand. I'm talking about the presence of God where all of your enemies are defeated. I'm talking about the presence of God where the devil back up. I'm talking about the presence of God where the Bible says the whole earth is full of that glory. I'm talking about the presence of God where everybody got to quit talking. When we get into that presence... All the joy is full. Now watch, watch, watch. Put the word, put the word presence in your notes. Watch. I'm getting somewhere. Presence. Presence. The word presence is also translated as the word face. Wait a minute. <laughs> see, see, I got a light bulb over there. See, Psalm says he's looking for a generation to seek his face. Y'all not in here. And so when I come to the presence of God, I've just showed up to the face of God. I don't understand. What is the face of God? The face of God is the character of God. The face of God is the ways of God. And so you mean to tell me that when I pray, I show up into the very character of the divine. God says, I want to, in me there is light. That's, that's the New Testament. There's no darkness at all. All I got to do is pray and his entire character shows up. I need y'all to get beyond, Lord, I got four things to ask you and, and just say, Lord, if you show up, everything I need comes with you. I'm messing around trying to figure out what to pray and how to pray and what to ask you for and making sure I don't leave nothing out. If I just get to fellowship, Moses said it like this. Hey, hey, God, yeah, yeah, Moses, um, you, you, you want to send me to this trouble. That's right, Moses. But who am I going to say sent me? God's response, I am. Wait, 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 wait. So when Moses was trying to get God to describe who he was, God could not confine himself to one thing. He, God can't confine himself to I'm great. God can't confine himself to I'm a healer. God can't confine himself to I'm a deliverer. When God describes himself, he just says, I am. I'm all that. I'm anything that you need and stuff you don't even know you need yet. I'm all you asking me for and stuff you don't need to know to ask me for yet. I'm what you need today, tomorrow, and forever. I'm the stuff that you ain't even thought to pray for yet. And God says in this room, all you got to do is begin to pray and I'll show up being all that I am. I am that I am. I'm the healer, the deliverer, the heavy load sharer, the rose of sharing the way out of no way. I am, I am. I'm the breaker, I'm the lifter. I'm the healer. I'm the oh y'all not. I am. Lord, I I need a bill paid, and uh, uh, I'm sick in my body. Lord said, if you just fellowship with me, <laughs> if, if, if you just stop trying to make transactions and treat me like your spiritual ATM, and all of a sudden understand that I am a kind, good father, you'd figure out I come bringing everything you need. But my God shall supply all your according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So when I come into the presence, I come into the face. But let me give you one more piece of that definition to presence. The word presence is also translated, watch this, Elalila, mouth. Oh. So the word presence is translated face, 
but it's also translated as mouth. What do you mean? When I come into the presence of God, I am in the, watch this, I am in the purview of God's mouth. I don't, I don't get it. The mouth of God is, watch this, when he starts revealing. So the mouth of God is his revelation. The mouth of God is where your, his ways become known to his people. So wait a minute. You mean to tell me I've been going up and down seeking this and seeking that and all I had to do was learn the fellowship and he would have told me everything I needed in the first place? Some of us are making it too hard. I always know that we're not ready for next level spiritual living when you try to rush through worship. You're trying to rush through worship. God is like, hold on, I'm here. And you're like, come on, let's hurry up. It's coming, it's too, too long. Had somebody asked me, they said, you know, I've been thinking about visiting your church. I said, okay, come on. I said, well, what time you start? 10, 15. What time you up? 11. 11.10, 11.15, depends on praise and worship. They said, y'all in praise and worship, 45 minutes, inside I'm thinking, you're going to hate heaven. I mean, heaven is really going to irritate you. You mean to tell me that 24 by 7, there is worship going on around the throne and you got a problem with 45 minutes? Man, please. Sometimes when I don't know what to say, all I need to do is just say, hold on, God. I ain't got words. I just sing whatever I got to sing all the way. I don't know. Y'all, y'all, I'm talking about when you need God to do something. Huh? I can sing that stand forever part. I don't, need to, I don't need to rest. I can sing stand forever for the rest of the day. Every time I think of the thing that's trying to defeat me, I just go right back into it. Stand forever. Right back into it. Stand forever. Right back into it. Stand forever. Okay. And then I start feeling bad in my body. Right back to it. Stand forever. Y'all not in here. You got to understand that worship will start breaking some stuff off of you. Worship will start making some stuff fall off. Worship will start making the enemy back up. Worship, worship, worship. The hour cometh and now is where the true worshipers shall worship the Father and they shall worship him in spirit and in truth because the Father seek him such. You church proficient and worship inadequate. I'm trying to get into his presence. Now, let me say this to you. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. Y'all ready? Here it is. Put it out here. There it is. I'll let it sit there for a second. It says, read that. Read this. You cannot be part-time in your prayers and expect full-time results. Okay, I preach to me. Self, uh-huh. You can't be part-time in your prayers. That's like working 10 and expecting 40 hours worth. Hello? You can't be part-time in your prayer and expect full-time. I need full-time results from God. Lord, I need you coming bringing your full weight on my circumstances. 
God, I need you to show your full self strong. Anybody need the full weight of God? God, I, I need you to come showing your full weight. I need you to show, I mean, I need all of you to show up. I need the world to know you are God. I need the world to know you're mighty. I need the world to know you're great. I need the world to know you deliver. I need your full weight. He was like, yeah, I can't give you my full weight because you're only a part-time prayer. You're giving me part-time prayers and part-time worship, but you expect full-time God. Quiet in here. Which brings me to our verse. Here it is. Lord, help me. This is Ephesians 6, 18. This is just 18. I've been on this same verse for three, four weeks. Be all right, I ain't going nowhere. With all prayer and petition, pray. What are the next three words? With all prayer and petition, pray. Next three words. Now, I'm not even going to get to in the spirit yet. I can't get there till next week or so. I just need to talk about praying at all times. At all times. Write the word times in your notes. The word time in this text is not chronos. Chronos is like clock time. Like according to that clock in the back, it's 11, 19. That's chronos. But that's not the word here. And the reason it is important for me to bring this up is because when it says pray at all times, Somebody is going to say, I pray every morning. Oh, come on, I'm trying to take y'all somewhere. Somebody's going to say, I pray every night. And wave that in front of God like he's impressed. He says, you got your chronos together. This is how God was getting me. But you don't have your kairos together. The word time in this text is not chronos, it's kairos. The word kairos means occasion or season. Oh, watch this. Pray in every season. Pray in every occasion. I don't, I don't get it. The he, watch this. The Hebrew does the same thing with the word et in, in Ecclesiastes. To everything, there is a season and a time. That's the difference between Kronos and Kairos. Go further. Just because you pray every morning at nine doesn't mean that you're mature enough to pray when you're sick. Don't be waving your, your planner at God talking about I done penciled you in every morning at seven. He said, but when you're mad, you don't seek me. Which means you got your Kairos right, but your Kronos is off. Oh, come on now. Or vice versa. You got your Kronos right, but your Kairos is off. You, you got all of this time. Okay, God, in my planner, every morning at 5 a.m., I seek you. But when your coworker cussed you out, I couldn't even hear nothing coming out your mouth. Because you don't have your seasons right. You got your timing together, but your seasons is off. I'm trying to raise up a generation that are going to seek his face. That are going to pray in every season. When you well pray. When you sick, pray. When you broke, pray. When you got money, pray. I'm, that's seasonal. 
I know. I know. Somebody's going to be like, I'm just getting myself together. Every morning I wake up, I have myself a smoothie. Have my smoothie. And uh, after I have done my, my face, I've washed my face in my smoothie. I, 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 I pray. I pray. And I give God 10 minutes. He was like, oh, that little, that little chronos. That nice little neat chronos. He said, I'm trying to see where your kairos is. That's what this is about. Pray at every season. See, the Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all. His praises shall. Oh, the word times right there in that text is the Hebrew word et. Because we're in the Old Testament. Old Testament is written in Hebrew. The, the Hebrew word et corresponds to the Greek word, huh? Corresponds to the Greek word for kairos. In other words, when he says, I will bless the Lord at all times, that means I'm going to bless him in every season, in every circumstance, in every situation. There's never a time that I ain't going to bless God. Bet you you won't find me not blessing him. Bet you won't. Uh-uh. Ain't no way you're going to steal me of my praise and my joy and my thanksgiving. Come what may. If it's good, I bless him. If it's bad, I bless him. If it's hot, I bless him. Cold, bless him. Ian, bless him. Come on, Paul said, I've learned to abound, abase, whatever state I'm in, I will bless the Lord. Y'all not in here. I wish there was a couple of people in here who say, you know what? Sometimes I don't feel like it I do it anyway see here's the problem here's the problem I wish somebody would pray me through here's the problem some of us give up when your body told you to quit I need somebody to make a covenant with God and say listen even when my body say no my spirit says yes come on now the spirit is willing the flesh is the one that's weak even when everything in me say give up there's something on the inside of me that says I can't give up now I'm too close to turn around even when everything in me says too hard the God in me says you ain't seen nothing yet even when everything in me says it ain't gonna work the God in me says I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think even when everybody turns their back on me God is still a very present help in the time of trouble I won't stop I can't stop I will pray it every season every season y'all wait until you feel it Sometimes you ain't going to feel it. Here's what the Lord showed me. Listen, he says, if you're started when you don't feel it, I'll meet you after you started. I wish somebody heard me in the spirit. The Holy Ghost said, I just need a couple folk to go ahead and hear me in the Holy Ghost. If you will start it when you don't feel it, he'll meet you after you start it. Sometimes you got to say, let me go on in here. I don't feel it. I don't see it. It don't look right. But I something on the inside of me. Say, if God be for me, who can be against God? Now, I'm trying to get our prayers together. I'm trying to get us out of transactional praying. All of this. Can see, watch. Here in just a minute, here in just a minute, we're going to have our Saturday morning prayer. How are we going to have it? Our prayer and power service. And you know the problem? Some of us are like, 
Lord, I came to prayer and power. He's like, yeah, that's the chronos. But I want to know, were you willing to pray before Saturday got here? See, by the time we show up on Saturday, by the time we show up on Saturday, we should have already been prayed up. If you wait, ooh, I can't wait till Saturday. Until No, 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 no. By the time Saturday get here, you ought to come fully locked and loaded. Come on now, I've been praying all week. All I want to do is fellowship with the saints. I want to see the manifestation of what I've been praying for. I'm not coming in here to do something new. I'm coming up in here to be a part of the choir. Here's what I figured out, Elder Angela. I says, for anybody who ever sang in the choir, when you come together to sing your notes, all you're doing at that part is blending, not learning to sing. You better learn to sing before you get there. Because this is a choir. All we're doing now is blending. We're making sure that we know how to sing in harmony with one another. See, that's our issue. When we come together for corporate prayer, corporate prayer is not individual prayer. It's corporate. If I stand up or whoever's before you doing the corporate prayer, we're coming together corporately to blend for a singular collective. That's why you don't pray for your individual needs during corporate prayer. What kind of choir would that be? You getting up, you supposed to be singing this song and everybody decide they're going to sing their own note, their own song, and their own lyrics. Do you know how messed up that would be? That's how many of us sound when we come together for what should be corporate harmony and start doing individual prayer because we don't have our moments right outside of church. So you should have been praying about your individual stuff outside. You come in here. What are we about to pray about? As a collective, in harmony. Well, I just got some things that I need to get off my chest. That's cool. If prayer starts at 7, you can come early or stay after. But I just, but I just, see, that's the problem. You was making it transactional. The reason we're not operating in power is because we're not operating in unity. Oh, you want some verses? Just go ahead and start reading in the book of Acts and figure out how many times you see words like one accord. And please notice that the Holy Ghost didn't even show up until they all got in one accord. They sitting up there and, and, and Jesus said, go wait in Jerusalem until you be do, endued with power from on high. They all went to Jerusalem. They all went to the same place. They all got in the same room. And they all started praying and singing the same songs together. And the Bible says when they got in one accord, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost is like, now I can come. I can't come while they all doing their own thing. I can't come when it's about the individual. But I come when it's about the collective. When individualism becomes collectivism, all of a sudden God gets stirred. And he comes and he blesses the whole room. But I need to take that a step further. You know why we won't pray collective prayers? Because we also have individual jealousies. We're not going to pray a collective prayer because we was hoping that God was going to do it for us individually so we could use the individual blessings of God to be a showboat to you. 
That's why we can't get blessed. You have not because you asked not. And even when you did ask, you asked to miss to spend it on your own passions. So some of the stuff that many of us are praying for, we're only praying for this so that we can wave it in the face of somebody who we don't like. And that's why God has put a hold on your blessing. You sit up there, Lord, I need this. I know you need it, but you, you can't have it right now because you're not humble enough to receive it. You're not humble enough to walk in it. And if I bless you according to your prayer right now, you're going to wave it in the face of people who you need to be praying for. And this is why many of us don't pray collectively. If we started praying collectively and your enemy got healed, if you start praying collectively and your enemy got a job, you'd be depressed. I'm going to preach till I just can't no more. Y'all got to understand. I don't want no little mancy pamsy weak prayers in here. He said, my house is supposed to be a house of what? How you feel if the person you don't like get what you praying for before you? That ain't right, Bishop. That is, you see, you see, that's the problem. But the art, that's the problem. I ain't mad if somebody get blessed before me. You know why, kid? That blessing ain't my size. I ain't preaching because I always had this together. I ain't preaching because I always had this right. There's been a many a day where I said, Lord, what in the world you doing? There's been a many a day where I was like, God, this don't make no sense at all. God, you heard me believe in God. God, you heard me praying for that. And God said, will you please hush because I am still tailoring your garment. Will you please be quiet because I am still making just for you and you sit up there trying to get something off the rack when I got something custom you sit up there I learned something I learned something I, I just need a couple of y'all to hear this who getting weary and well doing I learned something I learned something. See, I can go right now. I can go right now. And I can go to price stores. Or, or even better yet, I can walk into like a Macy's or JCPenney or any of those stores. And I can go in the men's suit section. I can. And I can buy what they call a suit separate. Mm -hmm. And that means that I'm going to get a jacket. I'm going to get it on my size. I'm going to put that on. I'm going to get the pants. And them's my size. I'm going to put them on. And I can walk out today. With a suit. But it don't really fit. Everybody's body is different. See, I really don't wear a 32 length. You just can't buy 31. 30s is too short. 32s are too long. My waist ain't a 32. But that's the closest I can get for it to fit everywhere. Which means I got to buy a 32-32. My waist is 31 and three quarters. Y'all not in here. Which means if I want it to be precise, it got to be tailored. 
But here's the problem. Somebody gonna catch this in the spirit. Here's the problem, Melita. To tailor it, I can't take it home today. It take more time, Gainey, to get it tailored. For everybody in here asking God, why you taking so long? He said, because I didn't want you to leave my presence raggedy. I wanted you to have something custom. I wanted you to have something that fit all the way. I don't want you to have just a marriage. I want you to have a custom marriage. I don't want you to just have a baby. I want you to have a custom child. I don't want you to have a ministry. I want a custom ministry. Yeah! Bless us, God. Pour down on your people. Right there, somebody ought to repent. I repent for trying to rush the process because God wants to have something that is custom made for you. Bless us, God. Trying to rush me. Trying to rush me. Telling me to hurry up. He like, no. See, y'all not in here. My right arm is shorter than my left. Y'all see that? That ain't right. The right arm is shorter than the left. But watch this. If I get it custom, they'll compensate. And you know, Deacon Sanders, you know why my right arm is shorter than my left? Because I broke the right one. But when I, yeah, you got it right there. But when you get it custom, they compensate for my past problems. A good custom is going to compensate for this broken arm. A good custom is going to compensate that I ain't like the other person. A good custom is going to compensate. I don't look like you. But when God makes something for me, it's just for me. You can't wear my blessing. You can't wear my miracle. You can't wear my breakthrough. And I don't want yours. But God send it to me. Somebody shall send me mine. I want my stuff. You have your stuff. Lord, I repent for all that off the rack blessing I've been trying to get. Huh? All that off the rack blessing we've been trying to get, I repent. I want my stuff. Saw somebody get fitted for a garment the other day. The tailor said, huh, your back slopes in. Slopes in real hard. Don't worry. When you put your coat on, won't nobody even be able to see it. He said, I can fix all of this in your coat. Even though you still got a little hump in your back and a little slope down here. By the time I get done customizing your garment, when the world sees you, you look like you stand up straight. 
Oh, you better quit letting all of these bootleg jokers tailor your garment. I need the tailor to the stars. I need the tailor to the sun and the moon. Yeah. Stop. See, that's what's wrong. You're trying to get you a bootleg seamstress. Y'all know, oh, you want me to go ahead there? See, Hennessy is a bootleg seamstress. For a moment, it makes you feel like you're standing up straight, but it wears off. All of the stitches of that drunk will come off of you. Come on now, getting hot, that's a bootleg seamstress. Sleeping around, bootleg seamstress. Cheating on your husband, your wife, bootleg seamstress. So, I want the one who tailored the sun, the moon. I want the one who tailored the hills, the mountains. I want the one who tailored the rivers, the oceans. I want the seamstress called God. I don't understand why that's so important. Matthew says, Consider Woo! Matthew says, consider the lilies of the field. <laughs> he said, they neither toil nor do they spin. He said, and Solomon in all of his glory wasn't a rain like one of these. He said, so if I can take care of them. Glory, glory. Now, write that. Who Jesus, a door to peace and power. Am I helping one person up in here? I'm trying to get your stuff tailored. Hello? Trying to get y'all into tailored garments of praise. Huh? That's why some of us won't praise God the way he won't. Because here's what else I figured out. The first time you put on a tailored garment, when you've been used to wearing stuff that ain't, you don't know that it fits. I don't understand. Well, if I'm used to wearing stuff that's way too big or way too small, and I mess around and put on something just right. Because I've never seen myself in something that fits me appropriately. I don't recognize me in the garment made for me. That's why some of us are trying to abort the very prescribed garment that God got on you. Because watch this, you were so comfortable with, oh, I'm going, I'm, yep, let me come on down here. You were so comfortable with all of them bootleg garments you've been wearing. And so all of a sudden you get somebody who loved you for real and you wanted them to be the, like the last four jokers. And now all of a sudden you're about to give up the blessing that God just gave you because you're so, so used to being abused that you don't even know how to be loved. And your definition of love ain't God.
saying that for everybody. If the shoe fit, just go and put it on. He took me out. He loved me. Lies. She made me dinner. She loved me. Lies. She might have been hungry and you was just at home. <laughs> love got to go beyond all of that. Come on, love got to be bigger than all of that. Love got to be stronger than all of that. Because some days I might not feel like doing nothing. Some days I might be on my F game. And I want to know, do you love me then? If you can only love me when I'm at my best, you don't love me very much at all. But if you can love me when I'm at my worst, love is patient, love is kind. If you can love me when I ain't doing real good today, love is patient, love is kind. I mean, love don't keep score. If you can love me when I'm a mess, if you can love me when I ain't praying like I should, that's when you know you got somebody who loves you for real. That's the kind of God I serve. I serve a God who don't throw me out. I serve a God who loves me in spite of. I serve a God who loves my ups and downs. What a mighty God we serve. Mighty God. Give me a few minutes. Can I have a few minutes? I just need a few minutes. Because I really want to quit, but the Holy Ghost ain't done breaking stuff. For real, I could quit, Ganey. I could. Because I'm, I'm satisfied with Jesus. I just, but the Lord like, no, you keep on pressing. Devote yourselves to prayer. Keeping alert in it, in the praying, with an attitude of thanksgiving, not an attitude. An attitude of thanksgiving. As a matter of fact, if you're looking at this in your Bibles, you will find that an attitude of is actually in italics, which indicates that they added those three words in order to give us a better understanding. Which means the original Greek of this would say, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with thanksgiving, period. But the writer said, let me make sure that they understand that thanksgiving has to be an attitude. He understood if he just would have said thanksgiving, you would have kept it transactional. To have an attitude of thanksgiving means I got to come into the moment of prayer already thankful. Somebody say devote. Say devote. The word devote right there means to persist. And here is where, Chris Campbell, I got bothered. This word persist. Let me tell y'all right now. Y'all in here, and I don't want nobody to go to the bathroom right now because y'all about to hear it. That way you can't say, I didn't hear what Bishop said. And if anybody's about to all of a sudden claim deafness, raise your hand and we're going to pray your ears open. <laughs> say persist. Listen to the definition of persist. To continue firmly or obstinately in an opinion 
or a course of action. I'm gonna, that's not the whole definition, but I'm going to go back because so, y'all write it. To continue firmly or obstinately. That word obstinate is that same nasty attitude you give when you're in your flesh. That one. The one you need to repent over. Huh? How about you use that same energy in your prayers? Come with that same energy. To continue firmly or obstinately in an opinion or a course of action, here's the rest, in spite of difficulty, opposition, or failure. Let's do the whole thing again. I'm going to. I ain't giving nobody an excuse to say they didn't read it. To continue firmly or obstinately in an opinion or a course of action in spite of difficulty, opposition, or failure. That goes back to that word season. That means when I pray, I pray no matter what. Hmm? Talking to Elder Sean this morning, checking on his wife. He said, I said, how is she doing? He went through the niceties. He said, we had a couple scares. That's what he said. A couple scares. He said, but she all right. Y'all missed it. Not, she had a couple scares and oh Lord, who called the same? Mm -mm. She had a couple scares. She all right. See, that's when I'm so focused on what God said. It's not that I'm ignoring the scare. I just ain't going to let the scare change my prayer and my worship. I hear you, Doc. I hear you. He's still God. And what I'm about to do is devote myself. Y'all not in here. Devote yourself to prayer like you devote yourself to your outfit. Devote. Devote yourself to prayer like you devote yourself to your Instagram and your Facebook. We ain't got that much time. Huh? Huh? Crystal do in a minute. See, I keep bringing up the blessings because I need somebody to know that God's still moving. I'm about to show y'all something. She's talking to Pastor Jamila the other day. Now she's in all in all this pain. She's in all this pain. We prayed. She ain't had no more pain. Wait, I got to show y'all how God do. The thing causing the pain is still there. Y'all not. See, because sometimes you got to know the full miracle. See, God, God, God was ministering to me through this situation. Because it's one thing if we pray and the thing causing the pain dissolved. God said, I'm about to show you how slick I am. I ain't even going to touch it. 
and the baby gonna be healthy and you ain't gonna be in pain. I hear that God. And you know, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why couldn't you just do the full miracle and dissolve it? I asked the Lord. He says, I could have. Look what he just dropped in my spirit as I was telling your testimony. He said, but if I would have dissolved it, I wouldn't have confounded the doctors the way I have. So, yeah. Because now every time she go to the doctor, they like, you ain't hurting? Okay, I wish somebody understood. Wait a minute, God. If you love me enough to use me to show somebody else how powerful you are, if I got to go through this so they can see you, if I got to cry so they can see your power, if I got to go through the storm so they can see your glory, I tell you what, instead of me being mad, I will bless the Lord at all times. Instead of me being angry, I'm going to go, man, God, you must for real love me because you saw something in me. I thought I was going to break and you knew I was going to be all right. I thought I was going to die and you know that I would show forth the praises of him who called me out of darkness into the marvelous light. Thank you, Jesus, for seeing me worthy. Thank you, Jesus, for honoring me with this. A lesser person would have crumbled under the same pressure you made it through. I need a couple of y'all who I know your circumstance to hear me in the spirit. Huh? Lord was like, I know you bet not complain near another day. Talking about why me? Let me tell you what the Holy Ghost say this morning. Why not you? Why me, Lord? Because I saw something in you that needed to be purged. I saw something in you that needed to be delivered. And I knew the best way to do it was going to be to take you through the storm and the rain. Let me let y'all into a revelation the Lord gave me. I promised the Lord that if he brought it back to me at the right time, I would use it. And he just did. So here it is. Y'all know how the Bible says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Huh? And he talks about the brine, the vine, and the branches. And he says, if you're in me, you'll bear much fruit. But he also says, the branches in me, bearing fruit. He said he's going to cut them. That they bear more fruit. Lord, hold on now. And for a long time, Terry, I'm like, why are you cutting us? You said if we in you, and I know I've taught before that, you know, you cut away and it sends more energy. I got that. But there was something other more nuanced. Something a little bit more nuanced that the Lord showed me that I hadn't seen. You know, I, I taught before, you're going to bear more fruit. That's what it says. I cut you that you bear more fruit. He says, you missed the easiest part. What's that, Lord? He says, the branches in me I cut. He says, I cut you, but you get to stay. Y'all not in here. It's not like he removes us and cuts us. He cuts us still attached. 
Why am I complaining? I'm still connected to the vine. You just saw I needed a little trim. Edge me up, Lord. Y'all not in here. Edge me up, Jesus. Get me all the way cleaned up. Take all them little loose hairs off. Make sure that I look ready to go out into the world. I'm sitting up here complaining like you removing me from the vine. But the Lord said, I never removed you from nothing. You still in my house. I still love you. When we complain over being cut, we become like the prodigal son's brother who stayed home. I don't get that. Okay. Prodigal son left, came back. The older brother was like, hold on. Why he get the ring? Hold on. Why he get the party? Father said, you've been here the whole time. Everything I gave him, you already had access to. You mad over something that you could have been partaking in the whole time. Ain't my fault you never asked me for what was yours. Whew. Let me take y'all to. Let me just go to this last verse. Luke 18. I'm closing my Bible. That's it. That's it. Y'all right? Now he was telling them a parable to show them at all times they ought to pray. At all times they ought to pray. When we supposed to pray? At all times they ought to pray and not lose heart. Saying in a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect man. There's a judge. The judge didn't fear God and didn't respect man. There was a widow in that city. She kept coming to him. Y'all see this? Now what do we know about this judge? Did not fear God. Did not respect man. He a heathen. There's a widow in that city. She kept coming to him. Saying, give me legal protection from my opponent for a while he was unwilling oh this is about to get somebody free right here but afterward he said to himself even though I do not fear God nor respect man yet because this widow bothers me I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. Let's go back one. Somebody about to get free. For a while. I want to let somebody know that this is where y'all are. Y'all in your a while. For a while. He's unwilling for a little while. But afterward, he said to himself, self, even if I do not fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow, she bothering me. 
I'm going to give her what she's looking for. Because she keep bothering me. Because if I don't, what? She'll wear me out. Because she keep bothering me. Somebody going to catch it. I'm just taking my time. Can y'all see her? Can I get some legal protection? That's cool. Can I get some legal protection? Can I get some legal protection? Okay. Eventually, he's like, yes, Jesus. You bothering me. See, a parent gonna understand this. Mommy, 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 mommy. And they don't seem to do this to dads. They only seem to do it to mothers. Mommy, 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 mommy. And y'all mothers, y'all got this, 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 it's not the sixth sense, it's the eighth sense. Well, y'all can ignore them for so long. Mommy, 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 mommy. Mommy, mommy. What? What do you want? And they all confused. I was just, I was just going to ask you to turn the radio up. Just ask you to turn up the radio. Now you feel it all bad, like. <laughs> and then as soon as you turn the radio up, mommy. mommy. <laughs> Worst thing we can do, husbands, right here. Just a, just a quick, quick tip. Worst thing you can do, husbands, is say, they talking to you. Don't do that. Because now you're going to feel everything they about to feel. Everything. Mommy, my, they talking to you. I hear them talking to me. What? Don't do that. <laughs> they wore out. <laughs> now, her husband's sitting on the other side of the car like. Now, the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now, will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? And will he delay long over them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. He says, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find that type of faith on the earth? In other words, can Jesus find somebody who's going to have the same type of persistence? Because if you can show that type of persistence, if an unrighteous judge will say, here, how much more then do y'all think God will do on your behalf if you show God, I'm here today. You ain't going to say nothing today? I'm here today. You don't got nothing to say today? It's cool. I'm back. Nothing to say. I 
back. Eventually, God going to say, you know what? Your persistence has got you the golden ticket. Some of us gave up right before God was about to give up. Right before God was about to do it, he was like, and he was like, man. Mm. If you would have just came one more time. If you would have just praised me one more time. If you would have worshipped five more seconds. If you would have prayed and asked me one more again. I would have done that thing on your behalf. But you gave up too soon. I was waiting for your strength to become perfect in weakness. I was waiting until you gave up so I could, I could show up. I was waiting. Now. I'm asking y'all in y'all prayer time. Get persistent like this. I'm sick of persistence. Okay. Tell you what. You can't give up on some things and get other things. That thing just blessed me. Ooh, that wasn't on their note. You can't say, I'm giving up on this, but still believing for that. Because it's the same faith. Like God is selective. It's the same faith. Like I, I, I believe that you can heal. I just can't, I don't believe you can fix that. Same God. The same God who can fix the cancer is the same God who can pay the bill. God like, don't sell me short. I'm God. I do whatever I want to do. Now I'm going to pray. I'm through right now. And when I pray, there's anybody in here who is not saved. If you're not saved, I want you to walk to me while I'm praying. Because here's the thing. To receive this type of stuff from God, I'm trying to get you to his presence. Amen? You got to say, all right, Lord, I yield. I yield. I give up. Some of us can't receive from the Lord because we're still too stubborn. Every, yep, I'll do that. Everybody in here who's not afraid to admit that you're stubborn, let me see them hands. Thank you. Thank you. Some of y'all got two up. Need to pull up your feet too. Thank you. Now I'm going to pray. Now, if I pray for release of stubbornness, listen to me. If I pray for your stubbornness to be released and you really want it to be released, then you're going to have, that's a faith move. But Ganey, God is teaching me something about faith. The Bible says faith without works is dead, right? But what I learned from the men of old of faith, not faith with just a work. The best way to understand faith without works is dead is this. Faith without corresponding action is dead. What do you mean, Bishop? If I'm going to have faith for financial breakthrough, I got to have the corresponding action for that. 
what we have done in this charismatic flow is we told people, if you just praise God, he'll do it. Praise is not the corresponding action. That's not the core. Praise is always in order, but that's not the corresponding action. You said you having faith for financial breakthrough. The corresponding action for that is a budget. The corresponding action for that is better stewardship. The corresponding action for that is for you to look at where your seed comes. Because if you ain't getting the harvest, you might not have nothing in the ground. You can't just praise God when you want a financial miracle. Okay, I need healing in my body. Okay, praise is always in order. But that is not necessarily the corresponding action to that. If the doctor told you your blood pressure is high, a shout is not necessarily going to bring it down. If you're having faith to get off of your blood pressure medication, the corresponding action to that is for you to figure out what you need to stop eating and probably get you an accountability partner and go to the grocery store and learn to cook and buy food. See, that is the action, that is the work that needs to correspond to your faith. Uh-huh. If you are believing God that you're going to walk in your ministry and you want to see God manifest and flow through you supernaturally, watch this. The corresponding action to signs, wonders, and miracles is this. These signs shall follow them that believe. So I need to work on my belief so the corresponding action of miracles can manifest. So, you believe in God for better children. The corresponding action to better children is a more involved parent. Quiet in these here halls. Pray for them and show up at the school. And check their homework. Corresponding action for your marriage. Huh? A date is not a corresponding action to a healthy spiritual marriage. Nope, because you'll date somebody you don't like if it's a meal involved. Come on now, a date. The corresponding action to a healthy marriage for husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave his life for Wives, submit to your own husbands as unto. Now we're getting some corresponding action. I don't want, yeah, your own, not somebody else's. Yeah, your own. That's in there. So I'm going to pray. Because the corresponding action, if you want to be saved, the corresponding action is you're ashamed to honor me before men. I'll be ashamed to honor you before my father. That's why we ask y'all to come. I'm open.